0: Welcome to the Digital Hustle Tribe Podcast. My name is Yasmin and I am your host. And today we are chatting with Tanisha, who is the founder of TJE Communications. She offers digital marketing solutions to small business owners and helps them really level the playing field between themselves and those large corporations. She's been working with nonprofits, e-commerce, retail brands, health brands, hair care, food, restaurant construction, and a bunch more. And I am just really excited because today we're gonna to be chatting with her specifically on email marketing, and we will touch on a little bit on holiday marketing through email. So that will include some Black Friday and even tips for you to take over through the end of the year. And I love her fun fact at the end, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Before we get started, make sure to leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening to us and let us know how we're doing. Go to digitalhistotribe.com and send us a message. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just message us and let us know how we're doing and let us know what you want to hear about. So whether that is Instagram, Facebook, social media in general, marketing, anything, let me know what you want to hear about and I will get you the expert to come chat about about it with you and now let's get to our conversation Tanisha I am so glad that you are here with us today Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm Tanisha J. English, founder of TJE Communications. And primarily I focus on helping small businesses level the playing field. And I believe that we can do that through digital marketing strategy. I feel like COVID has proven that. A lot of the the bigger companies and corporations have shown that really we're all in the same boat. It's just that they might be a little bit bigger than us. Um, And I feel like small businesses have been able to thrive because of digital marketing. Um, So that is what I do.
0: That's amazing. And digital marketing is just has become such a powerful tool for businesses, Mm -hmm. whether they are transitioning from just being a local store to trying to get an e-commerce platform running um, or just trying to gain more brand recognition. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got started?
1: Yeah. So I started my business in 2014 when I graduated from Ohio Dominican University. Uh, My degree is actually in public relations and communication. um, But after graduating, despite having 10 internships (laughs) throughout my time on campus, yes, I was heavily involved on campus, homecoming queen, um, president of our Public Relations Society, president of the Black Student Union wow. for, for a year, could not find a job in marketing or PR at all post-graduation. Um, so I started the business while I also worked at other companies, um, nonprofits and corporations. And after I had my daughter in 2016, Tagan, it really just put everything into perspective for me. Um, and just further gave me that push that I knew that I needed to do this business so that I could be able to control my life, control my schedule and I wasn't like tied down to having to be at a job from eight to five or beyond and then having limited time with my daughter. Um, So it really just pushed me to do that. So April 2019, I quit my corporate job and I have been working for myself now for I guess it's been like 19 months now. I literally oh, count down every month. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so that's how how I got started um, launching into the business full time.
0: Yeah. And it's so great that you mentioned that, you know, kids kind of put it into perspective where Mm -hmm. we might still want to hustle, but just sometimes that corporate, or it depends on the business that we're in, I guess, or who we're working for. um, It just doesn't fit anymore. Um, But then we get to create new things and help out other business owners. That's good.
1: Yeah. And it really just made me think, and this is what I try to tell people but i feel like you can't really understand it unless you do it but there's really nothing in life that you absolutely have to do like you don't have to go to a job that you're miserable at you don't have to you know be around people that make you unhappy um it's all about you now i'm not saying it's going to be easy but it is possible um so that's how i literally look at everything in life is this is not something that i have to do unless i absolutely want to and if i don't then i'm just not gonna do it um and that Mm -hmm. is what pushed me to to keep going what pushes me to keep going
0: yeah it's a get to versus a have to and exactly um sometimes we have to uh we're not we get to have a job Mm -hmm. while we are building up our network and then We eventually get to leave it um Mm -hmm. so yeah okay so why don't we dive into your jam which is digital marketing and email marketing so why should entrepreneurs be thinking about email marketing now as well as maybe beyond the pandemic
1: yeah so believe it or not um, email marketing has the largest return on investment than any other marketing platform out there commercials if you want to do advertisements mail social media email marketing takes the cake because you're able to track that entire process so you can post something on social and you can see the reach and see the engagement but from there you can't really track you know what happens after that or what that person is exactly doing with your posts necessarily versus when you send out an email If I send it to you, it's going to show that Yasmin opened it twice and then she clicked on the same link twice and then she forwarded it to a friend and then she went back and opened it again, maybe like three days later. So it's going to show that you're interested in whatever that topic is. And then from there, you're able to kind of feed that person into maybe a sales funnel or another avenue to keep um, trying to pull them in and turn them into a customer. So, um, people are often scared of the email sometimes, or they feel like it might be outdated. I feel like everyone goes to social because it's basically free and it's something that we all know how to use and social media is great. Um, but it can't fully support your business like email can. Um, I talk about this a lot. You know, we have Black Friday coming up. Uh, We're recording this on November 11th. So um, thinking about the holiday season, something that I have noticed consistently over the last few years is that on Thanksgiving and and, uh, Black Friday, Instagram has a period of a few hours where it just doesn't work. It's not loading, it shuts down, like everyone's trying to get on there and everyone's trying to post about their sales or things that they have going on. So thinking about that, if you have a sale that you're trying to push and you're primarily using social media, how are you gonna get the word out if Instagram shut down? The only other way to do that is if you're investing in other avenues of marketing. Um, An email is something that can, can help you with that.
0: Yeah, and I love how you mentioned that it it just is a lot more um, in the face of the consumer, especially because mm-hmm. they just, it's almost like they're giving you their home address, right? They're allowing yeah. you to send them promotions by giving you the e- their email. Um, mm-hmm. So it is, it's not just like you're following them on with an ad and annoying them. You They actually yeah. were interested in what you were offering.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then you can also remarket them, right? So with yeah. ads, um, I know, I always tell my customers, you have to collect emails. Don't ask me about strategy, but you have to collect emails on your website. and know it works. Yeah. I've been told by Tanisha it works. <laughs> yes. um, but um, beyond that, you can, it can connect to your ads, right? So if you are mm-hmm. doing social, you could actually target those people that are, are already
1: interested Yeah, for sure. And you can make sure that you have like those uh, Facebook pixel setups, you can Mm -hmm. follow people from social to email and pretty much just kind of like cyber stalk (laughs) them in a legal (laughs) way, of course. Um, So yeah, I mean, the thing is I always like to think of all these pieces of digital marketing as like a whole pie. So Mm -hmm. like social media is a piece of the pie. Email is a piece of the pie. But for me, I might cut a little bigger piece for email because I feel like it's a little more important. Mm -hmm. Um, Advertising, like all of these things fit into this like marketing pie. So it's not just one thing or the other, it's all of these things. And you can't really get that full pie without every single piece, working and functioning together yeah yeah
0: so let's say we're starting out how what tools could we use to start collecting these emails
1: yeah so i um, not getting paid to say this but you know <laughs> Mail, mailchimp was the first email marketing platform one of the first email marketing platforms i use i actually think the first one i used was constant contact um, but at the time constant contact was not very user friendly I'm not sure what it looks like now. I haven't used it in a really long time, but Mailchimp um, is very user friendly. So that is a great place to start for someone who, design-wise, just doesn't know how to build emails. They create the templates for you. It's pretty much drag and drop. So what I recommend um, is to, when you set up your Mailchimp account, set up those sign-up forms, and don't just leave them blank and, plain with a lot of white space, like make them look like your brand and your business and have those available, whether it's, you know, a bio on your Instagram, or you can also connect your MailChimp to your Facebook business page so that people can sign up there. Um, I have like in my email signature, just like in my regular Gmail, I have a, I have something in the footer that says like sign up for my mailing list. So I put it there. Um, If you meet someone, maybe not so much these days, but, but before maybe you're exchanging business cards and I always would email those people and just say, hey, nice to meet you. I was also wondering if you'd be interested in joining my newsletter. Um, so that's a nice way to do it. Um, and those are like the, the simple ways. Other things we can uh, you can do, which I know we'll talk about, is like those lead magnets, like giving away mm-hmm. something for free, like a download or something that will kind of bring them into your mailing list and start to kind of build those relationships with them to keep them on the list.
0: I, and I love how you mention that you email people and ask them if they want to be on your email list, because mm-hmm. I've been added to people's email lists, they grab my business card, and I immediately, i sometimes I don't even read what their newsletter says, I just unsubscribe, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because I did not ask to be placed on their list, mm-hmm. and it could have been great information, just, you know, I didn't ask to be on there, so thank you for mentioning yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um All right, so sometimes, so MailChimp is a good one. Um, Are there any, so let's say we have a list, um, we maybe haven't utilized it that well, but we do have somewhat of a maybe more robust list. What tool, what uh, is there a better tool than MailChimp or can MailChimp grow with you?
1: Um, well, MailChimp, I'll give them credit. They have been making a lot of changes that, um, I think once they kind of figure out the kinks will be really good to help people grow a little bit more. I left MailChimp, uh, I broke up with MailChimp after our six year relationship, uh, this summer and moved into ActiveCampaign, mm-hmm. um, which I am loving right now. And I'm not even using all of the benefits of it. Um. But one thing that that I liked is, so I'm a horrible salesperson, suck <laughs> at sales. Um, I used to work at Lens Crafters in college and would get in trouble if somebody came in and they maybe thought the glasses were too expensive. And I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, America's Best is right down the street. There's yeah. iMart. Like, whatever. I'm just all about giving people what they need. I don't really care if you get it from me or not, but here's the information. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Stuck at sales. So Active Campaign has a really cool system because it has um, a CRM built into it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's
1: say you're on my mailing list and you open an email that might earn you five points. If you click on an email, maybe it gives you 10. If you download something, maybe that's 30 points. Once you get to like 75 points, that could put you into an automation so that I know that you're... Interested in my products or services and then I can start fostering the relationship a little bit differently Versus just like cold calling or cold emailing people that are on my list So that was something that was really important for me Um, They also just um, Added landing pages um, Which is also a great way to to get emails And Um for those of us who use Instagram, we know that in your bio, you can only have one link. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people use something like Linktree, but I really like using landing pages, just mm-hmm. a lot more visual um, and also gives people more options of things they can kind of click to and, and know. So that's what I've been using, um, active campaign. In the running, before I made my decision, a couple of platforms that were in the running um, was ConvertKit. Mm-hmm. I really like ConvertKit yeah. a lot, and um, Clavio is oh, another yeah. mm-hmm. one. So so between those three, I think um, are really good. I would say cost-wise, if you kind of want to stay like, um, I mean, I feel like ActiveCampaign for what I'm using it for isn't too pricey, um, but I know Clavio and ConvertKit have prices that are more comparable to MailChimp. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it's something that you're looking to use to kind of grow what you're already doing. Yeah. Um, and
0: coming from as myself, coming from the website world, I would also, um, cause I'm usually the one integrating these in, into the website. Mm-hmm. So I would check on whether it's easy or not to integrate because I know MailChimp and Shopify broke up a while yeah. back. Um, and a lot of people who were on MailChimp, they either had to switch or they had to, Find a third party go-between that would um, yeah. help them. I think the
1: third party they use is ShopSync.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, that was that's been interesting to just help uh, clients, you know, figure out how everything will sync together. But a lot of yeah, these, well, um yeah.
1: I was going to say one one thing about integration too. That that's something that I'm struggling with a little bit with ActiveCampaign. I can admit. Um, so in MailChimp, I had a lot of cool automations. Like, you know, if somebody bought a specific product from my website, it could like, I had like a seven days to social media. If they bought that, it could trigger like the automation that was the seven days to social media Mm -hmm. trigger. And every day for seven days, they would get an email. I'm having trouble right now setting that up in active campaign so i just decided to make it an ebook because i was just getting frustrated frustrated with it um because i'm not like super tech savvy so that's that's definitely something to think about when it comes to integrations like thinking about some things you're willing to give up or some things that are absolutely there's no way you would want to give up and also can you um get all of these different things integrated on your own which i'm sure you know i could I could call active campaign and have someone kind of help me get those things set up um but it was like 2 a.m. and I was just yeah. like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> but yes, that's definitely something to think about as you're considering um, email platforms is who's going to be the one managing them and getting everything mm-hmm. set up for you. Which Active yeah. campaign does offer that as a, as a service when you're migrating to kind of help you pull everything in and get everything set up as you had it in whatever other platform you were using.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always just suggest, um, yeah, look into integration, what you need the tool for, and then any free trials, because sometimes Mm -hmm. it works, but you just don't like the dashboard or something. Yeah. All right. Um, so tell me, you mentioned lead magnets. Uh, Mm -hmm. what is a lead magnet?
1: Yeah. So basically it's like, a way that you can pull people into whatever you're trying to do so whether it be some sort of free download or some sort of like I mean I'm sure we all do this where like you go to a website and it's like sign up for text messages and get 10% off so sometimes you have to be careful with those because people do them just to get the freebie or just to get whatever discount there is. Um, mm-hmm. So you really have to be mindful that whatever you are giving away is something that's gonna be valuable to them to kind of encourage them to still want to be engaged with you. Um, Cause I have like, a bunch of different email addresses and if it's something that i really just want the thing and i don't really care i'll use like my personal email <laughs> mm-hmm. versus like if it's something i really want i'll use my business email because i check that every single day mm-hmm. and i'll be able to, to to be more mindful of that so definitely something to consider um but i definitely recommend if you can give away like a freebie or maybe just like a small percentage off 10 percent. Um, something that is not a lot of work on you. Um, those are good ways to bring people into your mailing list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always, again, from the website world, um, always tell people that you have to, don't just say, join my newsletter because I don't mm-hmm. want to join your newsletter just because <laughs> yeah. I don't need right. to join another newsletter. Um, but yeah. definitely always giving something of value in exchange for that email. Mm-hmm. Um, At these clients that do that see more of a an uptick in traction and mm-hmm. then they could remarket to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gave examples of some percentages off um, what if it's a local uh, let me think of one like a local business well how about a service-based business so I'm a website mm-hmm. designer what could I what could my lead magnet be?
1: Yeah, so I think a lot of people are, so this is something I was actually talking to a friend about Mm -hmm. is, you know, as I'm trying to grow my business, I wanna keep my prices at a certain point, but Mm -hmm. I still wanna be able to offer something to those people who might be in between or just starting off. Um, So I think giving people ways to DIY some -hmm. things, is a great way to bring them in. So maybe like a one sheet for you could be like a mm-hmm. five step guide to yeah. making your home page more fabulous, or you know something like that um, that people can kind of just download and maybe do it on their own. But then it may also um, intrigue them to want to set up some time to connect with you if there's something on that one sheet that they just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like
0: it because a lot of, so for example, some of my clients, yeah, it's easy when you're an e-commerce store, mm-hmm. 10% off, free shipping, something like that. But then they yeah. say, I'm a business coach or a health coach or something. And they're like, I don't, what do people want? And so I usually tell yeah. them some kind of, depending on your industry, it could be called a white paper or it could be a mm-hmm. download or whatever. Yeah. But it's essentially like what you said, like some kind of five-step thing or a short mm-hmm. ebook. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. And people do really like those things. And more than likely, you probably already have this content out there from social media posts that you've made, email campaigns that you've already sent. You just got to go through everything that you've done. I'm all about repurposing content, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if these people aren't already on your mailing list. I mean, you could just go through old emails that you've sent, And if you find topics that are fairly similar, just put them together in a nice, you know, three to five step, you know, I use Canva for everything. I'm not a designer. So throw it in Canva, make it pretty, make it a PDF and allow that to be something they can download if they sign up uh, for your list.
0: Yeah. And I, you know what, I am a designer, but sometimes I just don't want to open up Photoshop.
1: <laughs> so
0: I'll go to Canva. Yeah. But thank you for mentioning that you can reuse your content, because I think mm-hmm. that's where people get stuck. They're like, oh, no, now I have to create this ebook. And it's like, yeah. no, you, you probably already have the content. It's just mm-hmm. you're repurposing it. So thank exactly. you for mentioning that. Yes. All right. So we let's say we have our tool, we mm-hmm. know what our lead magnet is. So and we've set it all up. Mm -hmm. now what like what do we even send out what do we do do we just if you are like me you might forget about it for a few months like how do we what do we do next
1: yeah so i would think about your intention with your email marketing like what are you trying to do if you're trying to sell stuff um, then maybe you need to think about, you know, you're going to send out an email weekly that's going to include products or services that, that you want to offer. For me, my email primarily is to build my brand, a brand awareness and kind of show my expertise to bring in more long-term clients. Um, so my emails, I do a tip of the month. So, that will just cover my basis for the month. So if you hear from me more than once, then I'm doing good that month. But at least I know that you're going to, you know you're going to hear from me one time at least and it's going to be a tip and it's going to include maybe like, you know, some articles that I've read or a free download or something of that nature. So I would think about your intention because once you know that, you'll be able to really think about your plan. Um, And I would plan out email marketing the same way you plan out your social media, put that into a content calendar. So... Um, the, the easiest way to go about it is kind of, um, think of like this content pyramid. Gary V talks about this a lot where, you know, maybe you have like one theme of the month which for November maybe it's Black Friday if you're like a marketer maybe you're talking to people about Black Friday and how to prepare for that so maybe like the first week you have an email that talks about how they prepare for Black Friday and then all your posts on social media just take different points from that email and those are individual posts and then week two is like you know finalizing your Black Friday plan that's an email you break that down into posts um So again, just thinking about how you can, you don't want to reinvent the wheel for your own, for yourself, you know what I mean? So think about big themes, start with those. And then how can those big themes break down into maybe it's two emails, maybe it is four um, that month, and then how you can take those four emails and turn those into social media posts. So you kind of start at the top of the pyramid and then just keep breaking it down into different micro pieces of content for everything else that you're doing.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. And so what if we are just starting out, and I've seen this in some newsletters that I get from other marketers Mm -hmm. where I don't know if they're just not necessarily blogging or creating content, but it's almost like a... they gathered links from other articles other websites they put them all into this one email and then Mm -hmm. they link to them but they're not necessarily linking to their site why and I always tell people link to your site link to your site but it could be because I'm biased I'm a website designer (laughs) so what are your thoughts on doing that when you're not necessarily you don't have time to create a lot of content
1: or like a Mm -hmm. full-on blog
0: post is that okay or is that i mean
1: i guess it's okay just to get content out there but i agree with you i think you should always be linking back to yourself mm-hmm. um so something that i do for other clients and myself is you know let's say i'm sending out like them like this is our tip of the month but then here are some resources and they're going to be other blogs that i've written <laughs> that you can go back mm-hmm. to my website and read Mm -hmm. Or, again, if you don't have, like you said, if you don't have time to create this content, at least set up a page on your website that's like resources. Mm -hmm. And then you can link those things there. And maybe just in the email, you have the title and they can click on it. And when they go to your website, maybe it's just an excerpt. And then they can Mm -hmm. click to read more on wherever they're going. But at least they got to come to your website first. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would recommend that as well. I would try to link back to your own stuff as much as possible. And I mean, you can even, um, link back to an Instagram post that you made that you think is a good resource too. So it doesn't always have to be blogs. Uh, Maybe it's Mm -hmm. stuff that you've already posted on Facebook or Instagram that you want to make sure people get their eyes on. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So we're sending out these emails and how do we know if they're working or not?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question and that's why it's really important for you to use an email marketing platform because they're going to give you analytics um, versus like, you know, I've seen some people just, you know, blind copy people in Gmail, mm-hmm. which, you know, you can do, um, but you're not going to get any stats from that. So using a platform like a MailChimp or ActiveCampaign, it's going to show you Um, How many people opened your email? What links did they click on? I know uh, MailChimp and others offer like a click map. So it'll show Mm -hmm. you like where people click the most. Typically, it's like whatever they can see on their phone or screen before scrolling. Usually Mm -hmm. those areas have the most clicks. Um, But maybe for you, it'll be the opposite. And that's something that you'll learn once you are able to kind of look at your stats. Something that... um, MailChimp does is when you first set up your account, they're going to ask you, like, your industry, um, the size of your organization, and then they're going to show you benchmarks, which will show you where you compare to other people in your industry who have been um, around for about the same amount of time, who have about the same amount of employees. So then you can see, like, where you compare to others. Um, so definitely recommend, um, as you're thinking about a platform, if you do a trial or you have a phone call with a sales rep to ask them about those analytics and how are they tracking them and how are they comparing you to others to kind of just help you know where you stand with your email so you can know what you need to work on or maybe things are going great, but at least you'll know. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I got this question recently from one of my clients where they were Mm -hmm. wondering if if they were supposed to be looking more at click through versus open rates. Um, Mm -hmm. And to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. um, For me, if your open rates are great, and you have a call to action in every every email, but your click through rate is really low, then maybe there's some tweaking to how you have to do within the actual email, but you Mm -hmm. let me know if Maybe you shouldn't be looking at click through, I don't know.
1: No, I agree. I think if you're you're putting some sort of call to action um, and people aren't doing it, then yeah, there's definitely some tweaking that needs to happen. Maybe you have too much copy and it's getting lost, or maybe you only have, you know, one place to click. Like I've seen where like, you know, you'll have an image and maybe you have a bunch of words and then you have like a learn more. Maybe people are lazy. I don't, I don't yes. think that people understand that. <laughs> but some people may be like, Ugh, I don't feel like scrolling all the way back up there to click that button. or I don't feel like mm-hmm. scrolling all the way down to click that button. So you have to give people as many opportunities to click as possible um, because we're just lazy and we're just not going to scroll all the way back to the top to click a, a, a learn more button or a shop now button. So you gotta find ways to, to do that. Um, so with that, you know, you making sure you link images, which sometimes people don't, but you should. You should link the image to whatever that topic is in case they click on it, it's gonna take them somewhere. Um, if you mention whatever the that thing is in the copy, hyperlink the copy too. Just give people as many chances to do what you want them to do as possible, um, which will give you more chances that they'll actually do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, one note that was, so first of all, I like that you said lazy people, because usually I tell <laughs> when it comes to websites, I mm-hmm. say, well, we're designing for a drunk, lazy person. We have to make yeah. it super easy for them to navigate.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so love that you mentioned that, but, um, so let's say I have seen some, um, what some and it's more service-based entrepreneurs where mm-hmm. it is a lot of copy, almost like an entire blog post with images, like almost an entire blog post, mm-hmm. um, um, and then maybe one call to action every so often, but is that normal or is, or should we go? Cause mine are usually short and sweet and click here.
1: Yeah, I think it just depends. Like mine are like that. Like, mm-hmm. so my tip of the month that I send out, it's pretty much my blog of that month for the people on my mailing list. Like you don't have to go find the blog, it's here. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's like, you can go check out this, this or this, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. um but then if i do a resend and i'm talking about something else i may just put like the top paragraph read more and then the other information mm-hmm. um but again for me my mailing list so far has primarily been um a space to build brand awareness um so me Showing my expertise and giving that type of information has been beneficial for that specific audience. So I have like my tip of the month audience. And then I have like my Respect the Hustle audience. The Mm -hmm. Respect the Hustle audience ain't about to read a whole blog or something. (laughs) They just want to (laughs) know, is there an event? Is, do I get a discount? What's going on? What are we doing? And then that's it. So also understanding like your audience and what their expectations are. Mm-hmm. So I think people who sign up for that tip of the month know that it's going to be pretty much a blog post and then maybe very brief information at the end versus mm-hmm. people in respect the hustle. That's not what they signed up for. So I just don't email them that way.
0: Yeah, I, I love that you say that because it's it's really about kn- knowing your audience. So if it's a yeah. list from your event people, you might they mm-hmm. might not want the same thing from people who signed up on your website for whatever freebie that you were offering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. Um, so how often should we be emailing people?
1: Yeah, so that, again, will just depend on whatever your goals are. I would say if you are trying to sell stuff i would think about weekly or at least bi-weekly if it's more brand awareness you can do monthly or even bi-weekly as well Um, but also listen to your audience and some people um, will actually give their audience the the chance to decide what they want so when someone signs up for your list, if you have that as an option, like, do you want to hear from me daily, weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, like, let them decide, and then you'll just know as you're emailing, um, make sure you're picking the right groups to send to so that people get that information when they want to. Um, That may take a little more work to kind of keep track of, like, when is the monthly? When is the bi weekly? Um, but if that's something that's really important to you, I would definitely do that. Um, something else with sins that a lot of people miss is the resend. So mm-hmm. people send out an email and then they kind of just are like, okay, I sent it out, but you should always resend that email to the people that didn't open it, at least within I think it's like 24 to 48 hours from the original send. Mm-hmm. Um When I do that, sometimes I like to change up the subject line a little bit and then resend it and also send it at a different time to kind of catch those people who might not have opened it the first time. So I have a client, um, they sell uh, hair products and we, we send our email on Sundays, but then by, I think we actually send it on Wednesday. So we send it Sunday morning by Wednesday afternoon, we'll resend it and we'll usually catch people who might not have bought something on Sunday um, or open it on Sunday, who will open it Wednesday and buy a couple things um, and open it. So also consider if you're gonna send daily, um, think about how you would resend that email too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, from working (laughs) in corporate, I, I, again, I'm not really doing anything with strategy for emails, but just prepping for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, they start in like August or sometimes sooner, <laughs> um, August or sooner, where they will, um, we, we, we will be coding, you know, the main sends and then alternative sends, mm-hmm. you know, just in case sales go bad or something. Mm-hmm. Be or tolerant. But then we also have the resends and usually it is just a subject line change, maybe just a one image swap, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like the, it can be a whole deep Ice like ocean of uh, recents, but really it does it does work to capture those people.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point. We both come from like the retail corporate mm-hmm. life too, and we know with those mailing lists, there's like millions yeah. of people <laughs> yeah. that are on them. So yeah, we would send emails daily, sometimes twice mm-hmm. a day. Oh yeah. Um. So that's another thing to consider too. Like if your mailing list has a hundred people it's probably unnecessary to send Mm -hmm. every day unless they have specified that they want to hear from you every day. Um, My list is maybe like a thousand ish. So it's not super large. So if I send once a month, twice a month, that's pretty good. But for clients who have like 10,000 plus people on their mailing list, like we should send more often because there's no way you're going to catch Mm-hmm. 10,000, 100,000 people just by sending once a month. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind too. Um, the more people you have, you have to give them more opportunity to even see what you're sending out.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and I give a lot of props to the the strategists who are behind those emails because they are mm-hmm. the ones like you, you keeping an eye on knowing exactly which resend and then segmenting. Oh, well, these people mm-hmm. opened it, but they didn't click. So they're going to get this right. other email. And I'm like, oh my God, just
1: tell yeah. me what to code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And those are things too, like You should think about if you're having like, especially with Black Friday coming Mm -hmm. up, if you're really trying to push through. um, So I know everybodys it's been a rough year for all of us. And if you're really trying to, you know, penetrate the market, that was something else. I saw a stat that said that, you know, despite everything that's going on, Black Friday sales are still projected to grow at least 1%. which breaks down to like $1 trillion, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) But they were saying that um, Americans are going to be very um, intentional about who they're willing to spend their money with. And I bet just knowing our community in Columbus, I would imagine that a lot of people are going to choose to shop locally or at least regionally. Um, so that's something to think about. You can set up automations today that says, okay, once I send my initial sale, if someone opens it and makes a purchase, they're going to get this. But if they open it and don't do something, they'll get this. And if they do Mm -hmm. this, they'll get that. Like you can set up all of these things right now, just so that you're prepared. and at least have them going and running mm-hmm. in the event that things go smooth. Of course, you know, you have those contingency plans where, you know, maybe you <clears throat> offer a little more off to kind of push sales a little bit, or maybe you get sold out the first day. <laughs> so you mm-hmm. definitely want to make sure you stop yeah, the right. whole automation <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you don't have too many back orders. So yeah, those are definitely, mm-hmm. there's so many things that you can do. Um, so many possibilities, yes, which is why yes. I love email so much.
0: Yeah, email is such a powerful tool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right, so why don't you tell us, tell me a little bit more about your business um, mm-hmm. and anything you want us to know.
1: Yeah, so I primarily focus on email marketing, of course, uh, social media, and really my my second favorite would be content marketing, because um, I love helping people to just think about how everything that you do is content, like us recording this, like Mm -hmm. I could take a clip of it and post it on my social media and use that as content. Of course it's going on, on your podcast, but it can also go on social media and email. Mm -hmm. Um, we can do like a transcript of it and make it a Mm -hmm. blog. So there's just so many things that you can do with content. And like you mentioned before, I think people sometimes get overwhelmed with content rather it be for email or social or, or blogging because it feels like it's something that you have to um do from scratch every single time and that's just not the case um, so i really love helping people to just think differently about what it means to produce content so. mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's pretty cool yeah. um so do you have anything coming up or uh, where can we find you
1: yeah. So you can find me on social media at T-J-E-C-O-M-M. So t-j-e-com. Um, Right now, I'm really focused on planning for 2021. I talked about this at the conference, but I'm working on um, creating a Respect the Hustle community. Um, to where there will be different resources, um, downloads for people to really just focus on taking their hustles to full time if that's what they desire mm-hmm. to do or growing them full time. So right now that is a um, a big focus for me. Surprisingly, um, since the start of you know CoVID and everything, business for me has grown a lot. and I think it's because people understand, that digital marketing is so important. Um, so I'm just now coming up for air <laughs> from from the last few months, um, but I'm definitely excited to start planning for next year. So definitely yeah. um, check me out on social media at tjecom or mm-hmm. at respect the hustle just to stay in the loop of what's coming up.
0: Yeah, and I will the respect the hustle the 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 event oh maybe once we can have it in person but it's just it yeah. been so great and helpful for whether you already have an established business and just want to mm-hmm. look into other ways of growth um, yeah. or you're starting a side hustle it's and then your vendors are also great I bought great things like the candles and everything yeah. that I bought from your vendors they've been really great um, speakers are always amazing and they have great personality, not saying that because I was a speaker, but uh, <laughs> the other speakers had great personalities. Um, and yeah, like it was just a really great event. So
1: yeah. um,
0: I always have fun.
1: I'm glad. At those,
0: Whether they're virtual or in person. <laughs> yes.
1: um, okay, so what about
0: a fun fact?
1: Okay, so <laughs> my fun fact, which, <laughs> which I told you, so I am really into hip hop. Um, love it actually me and one of my good friends we have a podcast called spit hers and it's actually about um, women in rap so we'll like review different new music and everything definitely not suitable for work so my my (laughs) my like like, tje like cap is off and it's fully just tanisha in in the flesh Um, but in high school, um, in college, I have been on a couple mixtapes, so I can really, if, if the marketing thing wouldn't have been such a passion, I probably would have tried to be a rapper. That's awesome. (laughs) But I cannot freestyle, so I can't like go off the top or anything, but if you give me a beat in like 30 minutes and like a shot of something, I'm pretty good.
0: (laughs) that's awesome that is one of my favorite fun facts so far um, yeah do, do you have links to that I won't put the links up but can, can it be found there online are,
1: it can be found online okay. that's all um, we, we need to say they're there <laughs> it's out there it's definitely out there all right cool all right well
0: thank you so much for coming um yeah. on and just sharing all of your wisdom like I said I don't I I will integrate you know email marketing um i will put it onto your site i will do what i can to make it look sassy. but when it comes when clients ask me like now what do i do i'm like <laughs> i don't know so i'm still trying to handle my own so yeah. um thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your, your knowledge yes
1: thank you so much for having me i
0: appreciate it yeah all right and thank you everyone for listening in and we will catch you in the next episode